Palmer's gone but not forgotten. Well, kind of forgotten. This week, we come back from hell and go back to Derry. And after that, we go swimming with sharks, but this time without cages. I'll let you know what movies to keep an eye on this week, and we'll head to the backwoods to fight with some gun-toting homophobes in Red State. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. <laughs> going Alex hey it's going good how are you doing I'm doing good I'm actually sitting in the right spot in comparison to you that we've done for the last like two years that's right since we moved into a new location Palmer took your spot yes and I have to sit next to him yes I don't like it I don't like it either (laughs) this is much better I don't think Palmer should ever come back I don't think we need him it only took me like five minutes to get everything set up and going tonight yeah there's a far cry better from the Hour and change it took me last time Palmer wasn't here. Uh, one time he tried to set it up and it didn't even work. So, <laughs> well, no, it, it it worked for me and him. That's right. It didn't work for you. For me, eh. the lady of the hour. The lady of the hour. <laughs> the the only lady in our lives that we that willingly puts up with us and isn't bound to it by a contract. There you go. Still don't know why you do it sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh Crawl came out, and it's gotten decent reviews. Yeah. Uh, it's made a, made a decent amount of money, and we'll talk about that later. But uh, I think it's inspired a whole new spate of Florida Man articles. Okay. Because uh, I've, I've read quite a bunch of them this week. Uh, most of them are pretty typical. Uh, but I, th- I think it was, like, the governor or a mayor or someone <laughs> down in Florida. I don't remember who. I didn't read too closely into the article because – that wasn't the important part. Right. Um, they were specifically requesting people in Florida stop dumping their drugs down the toilet. Meth, right? Yes. It was their meth. It was their meth. It's always their meth. <laughs> it's always the meth. That, you don't become Florida man without meth. Right. So why are they telling people to stop flushing their meth down the, the toilet? Is it wasteful? I mean, <laughs> it is. But they're also concerned, apparently, about meth gators. Mm. So I haven't seen the movie yet. But I, I, I don't think that's what's responsible for the <laughs> I was going to say, is that, why, is that why the alligators are crazy? Now I really want to see it, though, and just see if that's what happened. Um, that would be amazing. But yeah, he, uh, he doesn't want their gators hopped up on meth. Apparently, uh, their water filtration is like super state-of-the-art, and he's super proud of it, and they okay. do a great job, and it feeds out into these ponds where apparently like smaller wildlife like ducks and geese and whatnot Okay. Uh, have been getting hopped up on meth, apparently. Ooh, hopped up ducks? Yeah. I can't imagine what a duck on meth would be like. I'm honestly more scared of a goose. Oh, yeah. Or like a swan. Yeah, because those things are just like inherently mean anyway. Absolutely. Your cats are also on meth. My cats might also be on meth. Um, They're on my meth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, meth, meth gators are a thing. Uh, he did take a dig at all of the meth users that end up as Florida man mm. uh, in the news and said that uh, the state police already have enough issues with uh, animals hopped up on meth in the state. Mm, mm. They don't want any more <clears throat> actual I mean, animals hopped I, up on meth. I really can't think of a worse animal to be high on meth than an alligator. I mean, they're like a pretty because I, I think their thing is 
they're intense, right? But they're also somewhat lazy. Yeah, it um, takes a lot of energy to be like an alligator, or especially a, 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 a like um, a, a one that's charging. You know what I mean? Yeah, they only charge in like really short bursts. Yeah, but if well, they're on they all, meth, like, I, I feel like I remember once like reading something where an allig it were one of the two. I don't think it was both, but either an alligator or a crocodile. Like they okay. can only like chomp once. Oh, every like certain amount of time because it takes so much energy. Okay. Uh, to do it, I could be completely wrong. I, I don't, don't know. know. I meth, don't know. Meth probably alleviates that problem. Probably. I don't really know like a lot about alligators. I ate some alligator sausage when I was in uh, Louisiana. As one does. It was good. Yeah. It was delicious. It was quite greasy. Okay. Which that was fine by me because I was hungover as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still more concerned. I think about the geese. Yeah. The geese and ducks. And swans and shit hopped up on meth. Because I just imagine them as like those wind up chattering teeth. Mm, mm-hmm. And they're just like fucking chasing you around constantly mm-hmm, just hopped mm-hmm. up on meth. Yeah. Potentially asking to suck your dick for some money for drugs. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Tis be expected. Tis to be expected. <laughs> all right. Well, you want to you wanna skip all this meth nonsense and just jump into it? Yeah, let's do that. All right. All right, so first up, uh, we got some new stuff about American Horror Story 1984. I am here for this. Because everything is about 1984 <laughs> now? Yep. Um, and you you being the, the resident American Horror Story nut. Right, so they had a what they quote-unquote screen test, but it's kind of just like a teaser trailer, right, for yeah. the, the newest season of American Horror Story that comes out relatively soon. Um, and it's like... Uh, all of the cast members kind of dancing around in their like eighties garb. Yeah. <laughs> there's some workout clothes. There's some, there's a lot of workout clothes, There's a lot of workout clothes. And then there's also um, some features in, cause they're going to be at a camp. Right. So this year is supposed to be channeling the summer slasher genre. Mm-hmm. Um, movies like, you know, sleepaway camp and Friday the 13th, etc. So there's some, some, and they're kind of like dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the one who is like turned around and it just shows like oh his butt his butt, and I he turns around and makes his face like oh you thought I was a woman I did think he was a woman so did I okay I, <laughs> I was like yeah that's a nice butt and then he turns around and it's like huh. oh I, I mean that's still a nice butt but yeah, good for you I was wondering if that was just me or if that was supposed to because he has a short a short haircut but um I mean yeah. from the back you really he had a very a feminine butt it was a good butt. <laughs> So there is a notable people missing though from the trailer, mostly being, um, um, sorry, Sarah Paulson, who's been on every season of American Horror Story, and will this year just have a limited role? Well, she's working on something different for Ryan Murphy this year. Isn't yeah, she? she. It's like a um, something about Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. So she's gonna. I think she's gonna be playing Nurse Ratchet, which All would right. be amazing. Um, and then this is also going to be the first year where Evan Peters sits out. Yeah. Who I, surprisingly, I missed a lot from this trailer, so. I'm a little curious. No, never mind. I'm mixing up. What's Mi- that? Mixing up my series. Oh, okay. Never mind. I, I keep thinking, because uh, I haven't seen uh, Apocalypse, that like, oh, every okay. time I talk about American Horror Story, even though I'm looking at it, it says 1984. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks... It looks very 80s. It does. And 
I think it's definitely going to cash in because it comes out in the next month or two. It comes out in um, on September 18th. Okay. Uh, on, so on I, think it's, I think it's definitely going to cash in, uh, especially considering uh, Stranger Things right. is done for this year. And this show has a, a weird way of doing like, you know, things like twist things. So it might not even fully take place in the 80s. It might just partly take place in the 80s. It could yeah. be like they're filming a movie that's set in the 80s, you know. Mm-hmm. So you really don't. You're not going to know until um, it actually starts. The the look and feel of it definitely had like wet, hot American summer vibes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, especially with just like the way they were just kind of goofing off in the video. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. To, um, um, the, the one thing, the article does say, so they're dancing to, not dancing, they're kind of, you know, waving around to uh, Dan Hartman. Hartman's 80s hit I Can Dream About You yep. from 1984 Street of Fire which yeah. they have quoted as probably the most 80s movie ever made. <laughs> have you seen this movie Street of Streets of Fire? <laughs> I have not seen it. Me neither, but I feel like I want to. <laughs> I'm I'm not even really sure who who's in it. Let's find out. Let's we're going to we're going to go on a little side. Uh, oh, it's got Willem Dafoe who right. is part of a gang of merciless biker friends. It's got Diane Lane. Mm-hmm. Am I looking at the right movie? I think so, yeah. Bill Paxton. All right. Oh, okay. Sold. So, I've got to watch this movie tonight. <laughs> Good thing I'm not going into the office tomorrow. He's got priorities. Yeah. I'm watching right. this movie tonight. Everyone, let's watch Streets of Fire. I don't think it's a horror movie, <laughs> but it does have Willem Dafoe in it, so we're good to go. It's described as a rock and roll fable. Oh, no. Do you think they're singing in it? I hope they're not singing in it. I don't think so. All right. Cool. 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 All right. (laughs) All right. Well, next up, uh, they finally dropped the full trailer for It Chapter 2. Yes. And holy shit. It was so good, right? Good goddamn. Good goddamn. Um, I've never been a big fan of like carnivals and fairs and whatnot uh-huh. um and the hall of mirrors scene okay. in this trailer never setting foot in one again no between us and the trailer for this yep just count I think me maybe out just avoid carnivals yeah you know in general um also hands like props to the casting director because they kind of had those quick shots of the kids, the kids and then their adult counterparts. Yeah. And they are like spot. Holy on. shit. Like it's so like there, good. There might be some prosthetic work. Maybe, but not a lot. No, like, they, they did a dynamite job. With they this. really, really did. It looked so good. And I feel like the trailer was, um, good without giving too much away. Yeah. Which I feel like is a problem that at least I've been having with, um, movie trailers. Mm-hmm. Recently, I mean, uh, anybody, I guess, at this point who knows the story, right, kind of knows where this movie's gonna go, but not the scares and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like I, I did appreciate that they, they didn't go like the the Conjuring universe route where like all the jump scares are in the trailers. Yes, um, I hate that. Yeah, uh, so they're they're definitely keeping a bunch of stuff under wraps, and uh, Bill motherfucking Scarsgard is straight. <sighs> Lexen in this movie. Oh my god, terrifying. Holy shit. Like the <laughs> there there's just so much facial activity. Yeah. 
going on throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and he really comes through even in that, you know, he has tons of makeup on and stuff like that, but it's eerie as fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, what do you think of the poster? I was going to say, so there's that movie poster that also came with it. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Simplicity is in. It's very striking. The eyes. I have no problem with it. People <laughs> on um, the comments online, people love it. I like... Like, love it. I like that it wasn't just like a traditional thing of like Pennywise taking up the whole poster frame mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. just like it's it all just kind of bleeds down to him at the bottom. It's like he's looking up head. at you from the fucking sewer. It is yeah. his five head. <laughs> he's got a big old forehead. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, I, I do like it. Yeah, this this was a, a, a really good poster, a fantastic trailer. Uh, really, really excited to, you know not sleep again like i'm fucking yeah eight years old all over again i'm really excited for this movie yeah like i'm hoping that it's not disappointing i don't think it will be though the first one was not in my opinion no i i I was not at all disappointed with the first one either Uh, and this one comes out in just under two months can you believe it no that's crazy We're, we're it's amazing how close we're getting to spooky season spooky season i know what because I think I think spooky season officially kicks off in August. I would say September. Okay, yeah. That would be like movie spooky season or just in general spooky season. I feel like people start to get ready for spooky season like mid August. In my in my humble opinion, is too damn hot for spooky season. But that's that's why they start to (laughs) like they they start to get hyped and pumped up for it because it's so goddamn hot and you're you're just over it. You're over it. You don't want to do it anymore. People get excited about spooky season, but I don't think spooky season has started yet. Well, see, the thing, it's so hot in September sometimes. Where Sometimes. Like, this year, probably, because. Because yeah, everything's fucking hot this year. The world is dying. <laughs> we are, uh, the, the news was calling it a heat dome. <laughs> heat dome. We're, we're under the dome. Oh, good God. <laughs> uh, speaking of heat. <laughs> Three from hell. Yeah. Uh, finally got a full trailer, not yeah. that forty-five second newsreel or whatever the fuck. Yeah, we got that last was time. not great. Uh, this one came along with the poster too. Um, I'm gonna kick off with the poster on this one. Okay. I love this poster. Yeah, I think it's great. It's gritty. It's it got like a real western. I was feel gonna to say it. it has a western feel to um, it. I think it's the guns, but or I don't know. I'm not exactly sure why I got a Western feel from it, but I completely agree. I think it's like the color scheme. Oh, yeah. There's a yeah, lot of yeah. it. It's um, very textural, which I like. I mean, if this was just like a, a big poster of it and you just took Rob Zombie off the top and then like the tagline and all the movie shit off the bottom, mm-hmm. like that is just a frame, a, a large frameable mm-hmm. poster. It's nice too because you can't really see the movie detail unless you really stare at it. So yeah. this would be a good one. This would be a good. A good movie poster for your, you know, living room. Yeah. Should you, should the movie be good? Um, that, <laughs> yeah, should the movie be good? And that said, I think this poster looked a lot better than the trailer. Yeah, I don't know. I completely, I don't know if we are not watching the same trailer because I thought it looked great. Okay. After the teaser trailer, I was not super confident. Yeah. Uh, but after watching the trailer, I thought it looked really good. I don't know. I mean, it's exactly what I expected. I mean, I, th- I think it's still going to be fun. I think watching this side by side with the It trailer mm. is kind of what's doing this to me. Well, they're two completely different types of movies. But I'm like way more hyped okay. for It Chapter 2 than I am for Three from Hell. Oh, see, I feel like my hype is probably about the same. Okay. But I've been waiting for this Three from Hell trailer. Or no, I've been waiting for just 
another Rob Zombie movie for quite a while. So. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I know people say that his work is like schlocky and stuff, but I'm... I'm I like schlock. I love schlock. (laughs) I love it. And, you know, there's a lot of mixed mixed reviews about the trailer. Like, I feel like people, the general public seems to be as torn about it as you and I are. That sounds about right. So, some people are really pumped. Some people think it looks like garbage. I... I am curious how much narrative we're going to get through, like... Uh Uh-huh. TV news coverage uh-huh. in the movie. Cause I know like Rob Zombie does that kind of thing a lot. Yep. Um, and I, I think it works in some things to an extent. There's a lot of it in this trailer though. There is, which kind of worries me, but uh, at the same time, like there, I think this is a, a, a I feel like I've seen two or three whole scenes mm-hmm. in this trailer. Mm-hmm. But they're all cut up and interspersed within each other. So yes. like, you can tell that like certain parts of like different parts of the trailer are actually the same scene, but there's like a bunch of shit that gets in between. cut in between it. Yeah. Um and there are so many cuts in this. I literally have no fucking idea what's going on in this movie. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's a great thing with that. That is. Movie. And I feel like, you know, I kind of felt that way about not as much um Devil's Rejects, but like there were scenes in um House of a Thousand Corpses, where even when I was watching the movie, I had no idea what the fuck I was watching. Because it gets really cut and like jumbled. And I like, like, I find that very unnerving and I actually quite like it. Yeah. So to me, like, that's very much Rob Zombie style. Yeah. And I I think he's got a knack for it. I know some people don't like it. It it is a very, like, well, it's weird to say, like, artsy or art house and right. also say that about rob zombie <laughs> yeah yeah totally but that's i mean that's it's, what it is it's very stylized yeah i know i just feel like i just want to like crack open like some bush <laughs> friggin like watch listen to kid rock and, and watch some i feel like i need a bottle of hell. mad dog <laughs> yeah just, totally. just get some mad dog and sit down and we're gonna go on an adventure <laughs> we're gonna watch all three movies oh my this gosh is, this is after once you're allowed to drink again yeah. This is what we're going to do. All right. That's a plan. <laughs> Next up, 47 meters down. Uh, uncaged. Uncaged. <laughs> Don't forget. It's getting a sequel. Yes. Like it needed one. Like it needed one. So Shark movies are so hot right now. I mean, I like the Meg. I love the Meg. I love the Meg. I actually just watched the Meg. Okay. It was on, it's on HBO now. Yeah. So I liked it. Uh, like, it was I'd, a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yes. <laughs> I, I'd seen it before. I think it I, I think when I like flew out to California for work or flew down to Atlanta, I okay. flew somewhere and I watched it on the plane a- across so, the sea. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen it before. Mary, Mary Beth hadn't seen it and it was on HBO uh, okay. like last weekend or something. And I went to bed, but I turned it on. And of course I wound up staying up and watching the whole thing. Uh, and like she came in, and saw that I was watching a giant shark movie and then sat down to watch the rest of the movie with me. Sorry. So that was, we're still talking about the Meg, right? Yes. Not 47 meters down. Yes. Okay. She has seen 47 meters. Down. Okay. I have not. I um, started watching it today, actually. Oh, did you? I got curious because I realized when it had the previews, I, I was relatively excited for it. Yeah. Uh, but I never got around to watching it. So I started watching it today. How far in are you? Um, Probably like 40-ish minutes. Okay. So I know that like... I was somewhat intrigued by the previews until I found out that the whole thing happens because of like Instagram or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, like social media. Yeah, and then I, I was completely off. <laughs> turned I was, off. I was just completely off. 
Um, so what do we think of 47 meters down uncaged? So this one is going to be, it, it already got rated. Uh, it comes out August 16th. It's PG 13 for creature related violence and terror and some bloody images and brief rude gestures. What is a rude gesture? I'm assuming somebody flicks off flicks a shark. Flicks off a yeah. shark or someone else. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the article was also nice enough to remind everybody that Jaws was also PG-13. Because uh, if it's a shark movie and it's PG-13, it's got to be compared to Jaws. I thought Jaws was PG. They didn't have ni- they didn't have PG-13. That's what I thought, too. In the 70s. That's what I thought, that's too. Inc- that's incorrect. Um, I believe. But it's... At me. I think what they're trying to say is that it's a shark movie and it's not rated R, so it's got to be Jaws. It's got to be Jaws. It's got to be Jaws. Um, and apparently <laughs> this movie tells the story of... Four teens this time uh, diving in a ruined underwater city who quickly find themselves in a watery hell as their adventure turns to horror when they learn they are not alone in the submerged caves. And as they swim deeper into the claustrophobic labyrinth of caves, they enter the territory of the deadliest shark species in the ocean. Two things. Those were not teens. No. <laughs> Those were like straight up 28 year old They're college women. girls. Like that, yeah. At the very least, they were... Those were the seven year undergrad college yeah, girls. Those were the oldest looking teens I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you're, uh, you're not fooling anybody. And they're 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 out on break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Why would you do what? So this this movie has people with uh, a bunch of last names that I recognized. Um and a couple of first names that I recognize as well. Uh so it's starring John Corbett, Neil Long, Sophie Nalise, uh Corinne Fox, who is Jamie Foxx's daughter. Uh oh. Sistine Salone, who's Sly's Sly's daughter. daughter. Oh, my gosh. Um, Brianna Tew, Davey Santos, and Breck Bassinger. Um, I wonder if that's Kim Kim Basinger. Basinger, yeah. Uh, Um, I wonder if that's her. Breck, too. What an interesting name. Yeah. Um, And we did watch the trailer. So what do we think about this uh, deadly species of shark that, that hunts in cavernous... It looked like a sunken ship or some shit. It looked like caves. Sharks don't swim up in that. I mean, some of them do, but they're they're usually not smaller ones that ones. size. Yeah, those are this is like this is the size of a great white shark that oh, is, and it looked like a great white. Yeah, that is perusing like caverns that they have like divers go and get lost. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not where they don't even fit there. Yeah, but maybe that's what makes them so deadly. Because they're stuck and just thrashing about and want to get out. They're super mad. And they're hangry as fuck. Because <laughs> they're like, nothing comes in here. They've been stuck there for a really long time. And they're huge. And they can't get out. <laughs> do you identify with this? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. I feel like I really... These these trapped sharks speak to me. Yeah, because I don't really think that large sharks like that hang out in what they call claustrophobic labyrinths of caves. Yeah. I No. And I'm curious what they're using as the deadliest shark species in the ocean. Probably the great white. Because if it is the great white, then it's not the deadliest shark species. No. But that's just what everybody that's thinks. That's what everyone of. thinks it is because of Jaws. Yeah. What Which, is the deadliest species uh, of shark? Probably. What's that little one that eats? Bull sharks. I was going to say yeah, that, it's yeah. Probably like bull sharks are at least the most aggressive. Mm hmm. Uh, or. Like the only other shark that's got like a a better kill record is literally too big to fit in these caves. Which one is that? Uh, it's the Great Atlantic White Tip. I think okay. is what it's called. Um, they're super rare. 
And they're only ever in the middle of the ocean. Okay. So I just Googled it, and apparently you're correct. Bull sharks, um, while great white sharks get most of the headlines, bull sharks may are probably the most dangerous shark of them all. It has been recorded uh, in 69 unprovoked attacks on humans. Yeah. See, yeah. my wife taught me something. But, I listen. But humans, uh, or sorry, but research, humans, human researchers believe that the number is much higher. Probably. Are there bull sharks in the fucking Potomac River? Is it really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, dang. So that's why I think like those could fit in caves. Yes. I don't think I've ever heard of a great white shark in a river. No, that's crazy. Well, anyways, are you going to be watching this? When did you say it came out? Sorry. Uh, this one this comes month? out in August. August okay. uh, Six. 16th. 16th. Yeah. All right. So just in time for your baby shower. There we go. It's secret. My baby shower is actually a shark themed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a pre-screening of <laughs> of a uh, this. Everybody movie. has to sit in seats that are way too small and be just as uncomfortable as the sharks. <laughs> yep. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, next up, Sean William Scott is back, but he's not stiffler this time. A new Blumhouse uh, flick that's making its rounds on the festival circuit. Uh, called Bloodline, starring Sean William Scott uh, in the Henry Jacobson-directed movie as Evan, a man who values family above all else, and anyone who gets between him, his wife, and newborn son learn that the hard way. But when it comes to violent tendencies, it seems the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So I read another synopsis about this. Okay. And apparently he, it's very, like, um, Dexter-ish. So he hunts and kills, like, um child molesters okay criminals the under belly of um you know whatever city he lives in hmm. which because they in this article they um they did say that it's sort of a what it quote-unquote blood-soaked homage to De Palma, yeah which i thought was really cool but apparently a lot of the giallo-esqueness comes from from the serial killer murders okay uh, there's like lots of blue light and shining knives and um, stuff like that. All right. Close ups. I'm on board with that. I I unabashedly enjoy Sean William Scott. I think he's. Uh, <laughs> he's amazing. I think he's wildly underrated. Who? I don't know anyone who doesn't like him. Um, but like everybody knows him from. Dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my car? American and American Pie. Pie. Um, I think like he's wildly underrated. Uh, like one of my favorite movies of like the last decade uh, is Goon. What's that one about? Um, he's a hockey player who sucks at hockey. Oh, that, oh, that's right. He's really good at fighting. That's right. Yep, that is that is. It's it's interest. It'll be interesting to see him in a more serious role. Yeah, because <clears throat> I haven't really. I can't think of any movie off the top of my head that was serious. Oh, he wasn't Super Troopers too. Yep, I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, I, like most of the stuff he's in, like I'm looking through everything now, and like most of what he's been in that I've seen at least, yeah, is, it's all like, it's comedies. all comedies. Um, I don't I don't recognize all of the, um, all of the titles, but it the ones that I do recognize are all comedies. Yeah, uh, but I I I love watching him. Good for um, him. <laughs> apparently, there was a second Goon movie. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I know what I'm watching after. Uh, <laughs> You have lots After to watch. After Streets of Fire tonight. <laughs> I guess I'll be up until 4 a.m. watching movies. That's cool. Um, but this movie uh, is done by Divide and Conquer, which is the same studio that uh, did Cam last year. Oh, okay. Uh, they did VHS Viral, Thriller, 
Um, so I did not like Cam, but stylistically, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it, stylistically, so, it was really good. Yes. So the I movie d- itself sucked. Yes, <laughs> I did like it stylistically, which I think I maybe will translate well to this one with the sort of Giallo-esque-ness. Yeah. I think that they could do that really well. Um, like the stuff I've seen from Divide and Conquer, they tend to look good, but okay. they, they don't tend to play good okay i read um, some reviews from the um the festival rounds and they would people were giving it like a c plus b so okay. apparently it's super gory and there's a really bloody kind of like um shocking scene that happens 15 minutes into the into the movie that people are just like oh so good i can get on board with this yeah um it's got blood it's got, got blood sean william scott sean william scott that's really all i need yeah it's also um, got mariella Garija and Dale Dickey. Yeah. I don't know who either of those people are. I don't know. Who My apologies, are. Dale Dickey. Um, but this one's coming out September 20th. Okay. So we'll talk about this one again a little bit in the future. Uh, and wrapping up the stuff for this week, we got a bunch of box office numbers. Uh, Palmer's a big fan of these. and Yes. He's got to listen to this to edit it. So I'm going to read some box office numbers for him. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody actually cares aside from Palmer. Uh, Palmer might be the only person who cares. Like, it's interesting. The, the last one I've got here shocked me. Um, actually, the second <laughs> Was one. Was it shocking? The, the second one on here shocked me. Okay. Um, so Crawl. Yep. Uh, it's making its money back. It's got $12 million domestic. It's which, made about $5 million so far internationally. Respectable. Respectable for, for a... Uh, a B shark movie. Yeah, for, for a or B a plus gator movie. Gator movie, rather. Um. But it's made its budget back, okay. uh, so it's doing good. Uh, this one surprised me. Um, there are no international numbers right now, so all we've got to work with is the domestic take through two weeks. But uh, Midsummer is only sitting at eighteen million, right? And that is very surprising to me. That theater was packed when we went. Yeah, I wonder if like early like I don't want to say early reviews like pre-screen reviews, but like the initial reviews and like word of mouth maybe killed it. Maybe people saying similar stuff to like, it's real long. Yeah. Kind of drags at parts. Like, but this has only been a couple weeks though. Yeah. And they are saying that this is on par with hereditary. Okay. Right. That's, that's what I thought, but it just seems low. It seems really low. But maybe maybe Hereditary didn't make as much as I thought it did. I was under the assumption that this movie would blow the box office like Jordan Peele movie. And that's what I thought. That's what I was I was thinking like an us. Okay, so the the number's a little out of date. It's it's over twenty million as of yesterday. Okay. So that's domestic and the, uh, no, that's just domestic. Just domestic, okay. Um Okay. Which yeah, that's that's not bad. I I can't find I haven't been able to find any numbers on the budget for this movie. Oh, okay. Um But see then when you compare it to something like the next one, which is Annabelle Comes Home, currently sits at hundred and seventy four million dollars. Which is also fucking mind blowing. <laughs> world but that's worldwide, but still still and they're thinking that it's gonna be about two hundred million dollars. What? Yeah, so as of like what? <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. People love that franchise. They, I mean, it is a cash cow. I just want to make a movie that's like, I want to attach a GoPro to my cats. <laughs> I want to, I want, I want one GoPro strapped to the head of each one of my cats. Uh, that's called Paranormal Activity. <laughs> it's already been done. 
<laughs> but I want to do like I want like a whole month of footage and I'll cut it and edit it and okay. scrap everything up. And then I'm just going to tie it into the Conjuring universe somehow. Yeah. I'm just going to give it the name where it's just like something about the Conjuring. I'm going to put like weird dolls and shit around my house. Oh my God. I'm completely blanking. That's just like, uh, what's that other fucking series of movies that are the one that came on Netflix. It was so terrible and it's just about anything. Oh, um, <laughs> shit. What the fuck? Uh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be, and if it doesn't work, then it can be the next Cloverfield movie. But again, it's like, that's another one of those franchises <laughs> where they like, they just print fucking money. <laughs> yeah, they do. And I feel like you're not doing much more than what I just talked about. No, I feel like with the Conjuring universe, the first couple of movies were very good. Yeah. And I think that since then, and they're also accessible. They're just scary enough Yeah. Um, that pretty much anybody can watch them, but they're not gory. You know what I mean? They have the jump scares that people really like. Yeah, there's really no like... There's not, there's not a lot of violence in no, any of the movies. No, they're they're very easily accessible movies. Like they're great Friday night at the movie theater movies. Sweet. Jesus. So I think so that's why the, it makes the, the franchise is currently at eight released movies uh-huh. with two more on the way. Uh-huh. And yeah, they just they fucking yeah. print money. They do. People like them. They're great. They're great. They have a combined. I don't. I don't know when this was updated. It may or may not include the Annabelle come home comes home numbers. Okay. Uh, but they're at as a franchise. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With a, a total budget of 140 million, they have grossed 1.8 billion billion dollars. So it could almost be two billion dollars. Yeah. If it, that it could, if they, there's they that 200 million the $2 billion dollar mark. <laughs> yeah. With this fucking movie. If this doesn't include Annabelle. That's bonkers. Yeah. Good for them. Um, and Hereditary, I had that number. Okay. So when it left theaters, it was sitting at 45 million US. Oh my god. Um. So Midsummer's got. It's got. It's got some it, way to go. It, it's got a way to go to get there. Um. But again, it's still fairly new. I feel like Hereditary was in theaters for a long time. Now. Do you? I don't think so. I feel like Hereditary. Spent more time in theaters than I imagine Midsummer will. Yes, I agree with that completely. Um, but oh my god, Hereditary is such a better movie than like literally any of the <laughs> any of the Conjuring the, movies. The opening weekend though was also much better for Hereditary than it was for Midsummer, yes. which is surprising because up until then Ari Aster was relatively unknown director. Yeah, whereas and now like he everybody... has Hereditary under his belt. Yeah, and people are not seeing the movie maybe it was a was it competing with something else and there's been a lot chucky yeah annabelle annabelle um it was a bad weekend to come out yeah crawl came out crawl people uh, like that recently um (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know it 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 definitely is a a questionable release schedule for yeah we'll keep an eye out and see maybe it does better yeah i just I want some of that sweet, sweet Annabelle money. Oh, I want some of that sweet, just, sweet Annabelle money. Just a money. little bit. They've made so much. You can give me like ten grand. <laughs> oh yeah. If I can, if I can, if I can get ten grand for an Annabelle haunts cats movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> or cat cats fight Annabelle, <laughs> that would, I'd watch that. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably kickstart that, uh, and the only money I need to raise is enough money for the four GoPros. Four GoPros. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't a lot of money these days. No, GoPros are so cheap now. Yeah. They have them at Costco yeah. for like hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna kickstart. My goal is five hundred dollars, and we're gonna sell this to the Conjuring Universe. Perfect. Uh, but that 
that's all the news we got this week. So we're going to talk very quick about what you can keep an eye out to watch this weekend. All right, so just a few movies this week. Nothing nearly as long as last week. Uh, <laughs> kicking it off on the 16th on DVD and VOD from Artsploitation Films is Blood Paradise. Reeling after the latest, her latest novel flops, best-selling crime writer Robin Richards is sent by her publisher to the Swedish countryside to regain inspiration. But instead of relaxation, she comes across an assortment of peculiar and possibly dangerous characters in this beautiful... And this beautiful and stylish young woman soon discovers how dangerous farm life can be. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff on farms that'll kill you. Oh, for sure. Pretty much anything on a farm can kill you. That's why I'm scared of, like, horses and donkeys and shit, because I know that if, like... They kick you? Yeah, because they kick you. Yeah. If you're standing behind them. And I, I remember, like... Well, just don't stand behind them. <laughs> I mean, at some point, you probably end up having to walk around them. But I always... The, the very few times I've been around horses and donkeys, I give them a very wide berth as I walk yes. behind them. Um because I've seen videos of them just, like, kicking random shit. And, uh, yeah, I don't want that random shit to be me. Especially a horse. Yeah. Like a full-grown male horse. Yeah. That would that could absolutely kill you. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't want none of that. No. Uh, next up on the 18th from Dark Factory Entertainment, and this one hitting Shudder, uh, comes out uh, as Dead Detectives. Dead Detectives. <laughs> oh, my God. Dead Detectives. Detect- dead Detectives. Yeah. <laughs> Not detectives, dead detectives. It is very punny. Here's all the puns right here. Uh, So (laughs) in this hilarious take on the paranormal, TV's dead detectives are dispatched to Mexico's most haunted mansion and are charged with the task of bringing real scares and big ratings or face cancellation. And with a new no-nonsense producer at the helm and a truckload of special effects at the ready, the team are determined to manufacture an excess of thrills and chills for supernatural spectacular. Mm. Although... When the true dark secrets of the mansion begin to reveal themselves, the hapless presenters quickly discover that this house is no hoax. And with zero ghost hunting skills, or really any other applicable skills, the team has to figure out how to bust the ghosts, deliver the episode of a lifetime, and escape the house with both their lives and their dignity. I feel like if you're making a show like this, dignity's already left you behind. Yeah. Is this a funny movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a comedy. Um... I'll probably watch it. It sounds stupid. It sounds silly. And it's on Shudder. So. Yeah. I mean, it's on Shudder, so I'll probably watch it. Yeah. And it's out now. So uh, I'll cue this up as movie number three for me to watch tonight. <laughs> I'm not, not watching watch any of these no. movies tonight. No, you're not. <laughs> um, this one I am going to watch this weekend, though. We've talked about it before, and now it's finally here. Iron Sky, The Coming Race. Oh, my God. Comes out on the 19th from Vertical Entertainment with a limited theatrical release and then uh, same-day wide release on DVD and VOD. Uh, Earth was dis- devastated by a nuclear war, but buried deep under the wasteland lies a power that could save the last of humanity or destroy it once and for all. The truth behind the creation of mankind will be revealed when an old enemy leads our heroes on an adventure into the hollow Earth. And to save humanity, they must fight with Vril, an ancient shape-shifting reptilian race, and their army of dinosaurs. Also, for anybody who's seen this movie before and is like, why are they just saying uh, the, the old enemy? Um, yeah, that's Hitler. It's Hitler. It's Hitler. Yes, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, wrapping this one up this week, uh, a German film getting a limited release in Europe and wide release on VOD. Uh, I believe it's Luz? L-U-Z? It's, I th- I th- they say her name at the end of the trailer, and I think it's Luz. Okay. Um, 
Luce. 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 Yeah. I guess it's like a German Lucy. I don't know. Uh, but Luce, a young cab driver, drags herself into the brightly lit entrance of a rundown police station. A demonic entity follows her, determined to finally be close to the woman it loves. Oh, okay. Yeah. Germans are weird. Yeah, Germans are weird. This is a weird looking trailer, <laughs> but it actually looks really good. There, okay. There's some really cool looking stuff in this. Um, Sorry also, to anyone of our fans who are German. I don't actually think that you're weird. <laughs> also, uh, woke demon refers to itself as it. Oh. Woke demon has pronouns. There you go. <laughs> so good on you, woke demon. Uh, but that's all we got this week. Uh, so pick your movie. Check it out. I know which ones I'm looking at. Uh I'm probably just going to sit here and watch Iron Sky like five times over the next five days. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll send my husband over because yes. he's super excited yes. about it. I will it. hang out with Ben and we will drink beer and watch Iron Sky. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of that nonsense. Let's talk more about cults in this week's cult movie, Red State. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. All right, so we're back with another Kevin Smith movie. Uh, this one predating Tusk. That's right. Came out in 2011. Um, but as was in Tusk, this one also stars Michael Parks. That's right. Uh, back at it again with some <laughs> crazy fucking monologues. Uh, he stars as Pastor Aben Cooper, head of the Five Points Church. Uh, also in this movie, we have Kyle Gallner as Jared, Michael Angarano as Travis, Nicholas Braun as Billy Ray. Unfortunately, his mullet was not credited. <laughs> uh, Melissa Leo as Sarah Cooper, who is Aben's daughter. Uh, Carrie Bichet, I think is her name, as Cheyenne, uh, who is Sarah's daughter. Uh, Ralph Garman as Caleb, who is Sarah's husband. James Parks as Mordecai, Pastor uh, Aben's son in the movie, and Michael Parks' son in real life. Uh, oh. Stephen Root makes an appearance as Sheriff Winan. John Goodman shows up as ATF Special Agent Keenan. Kevin Pollack shows up briefly before he gets his eye blown out as uh, ATF Special Agent Brooks. Matt Jones as Deputy Pete. Kevin Alejandro <laughs> as Tactical Agent Harry. And a bunch of other people who I didn't write down their names. So two people from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Which yeah. I noticed kind of early in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. They have Skyler. Skyler's in it, and uh, who's Anna Gunn? What's his fucking name? Um, the guy who plays the Matt Badger. Jones. Yeah, Badger, <laughs> Badger. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Matt Jones is Deputy Pete. Like seeing uh, them together. Who, who meets an untimely fate uh, at the business end of a shotgun? That's right. Uh, so in this movie, we got uh, three high school kids: Travis, Jared, and Billy Ray, uh, who. We get a we get a quick introduction to Pastor Aben Cooper mm-hmm. as they're protesting the funeral mm-hmm. of a recently deceased uh, gay, gay high school man. student. Yeah, um, it's very or not much gay man. Yeah, that's right, gay man because he was the teacher says that he went to that high school. Right. So there have been three three mur- hate crime murders yeah. of gay men in the area, and they're out there protesting with your usual signs and fair like. God hates fags and blah, yes, blah, Yes, it's blah. very Westboro Baptist Church-esque. Yeah. Um, but we find out that Travis Jared and Billy Ray uh, are playing around on something similar to Backpage or Craigslist hookups. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> uh, looking, looking for anyone in their small town uh, that they can hook up with because uh, that mullet's just not getting it done. Uh, 
uh, and they they come across uh, this one profile in their location that is not New York or L.A. Uh, for a woman named Sarah, who I believe Travis has been talking to. Yes. And she's she not only wants to have sex with him, mm. but his friends as well. Yes, yeah, she agrees to a foursome. All at once. It's not... I don't want somebody sloppy seconds. Well, there are no sloppy seconds because she wants to do us all at the same time. End quote. End quote. <laughs> um, so they grab Travis's mom's car and they head out on the road to find Sarah. And on the way, they sideswipe a parked car on the side of the road, uh, get out, look at the damage. Uh, and while looking at the other car, uh, you see Stephen Root's face just pop up. Yep. And the boys all hop back in their car and drive away real fast. Uh, they finally meet up with Sarah, and she invites them in, gives them a bunch of beers, and eventually they all pass out. Right. Um, I never. So I've seen this movie probably a dozen times at this point. Okay. Um, I never noticed until this viewing uh-huh. that the beers she pulls out of the fridge are already open. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not pick up on I that. I never fucking noticed it. I mean, it would make sense, right? She- yeah. I was like, how? Like, because I, I was sitting here like watching. I was like, I don't remember ever seeing her put drugs in the beer. So right. what, like, how, how does this work? And it's because the beers are already drugged and they were already open when she pulled them out of the fridge. So they're not even worried about this. No. They just want to get they, it in. They don't even, they don't even notice. And she says that she only ever has sex with people after they've had two beers. Yeah. <laughs> They don't make it to the second period, though. It's very specific. It is very specific. Um, so they pass out, and they uh, when they come to, Jared finds he's uh, in a cage. And he's also inside of the Five Points Trinity Church. Uh, and in the background, you hear uh, Aben Cooper uh, playing his little piano and singing mm-hmm, some songs mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everybody doing their prayers and whatnot. And then he uh, dives headfirst into... A very long sermon. It's about 15 minutes. Yeah, a very long. Yeah, a straight up sermon. Very hateful sermon. Um, <laughs> what would you say that the general the general thesis is of this sermon? Oh, I don't even remember. So pretty much, uh, I think they mainly focus on, on gay people. Yeah. Right? Being, you know, the end all be all of the world. They yep. believe in the rapture. Yes, they do. And they think that the, the end of times is... It is nigh. It is nigh. It is soon, and everyone should be prepared. Yeah. It's a very small congregation, though, right? Pretty much made up of only family members yeah, and their it, it spouses. It looks like there's only about 20 people. Including children. Yeah, including the kids. Um, probably 10 adults. Yeah. Um, Who are all related to him. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Um, now, during this sermon, you've got... Uh, you've got... Jared kind of shouting and yelling, uh, you know, let me out, blah, 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 and eventually gets hit with a cattle prod. That's right. Um, but also, while while Aben's wandering around on his pulpit, uh, you see that there is a human-sized thing. Yeah. <laughs> what is this human-sized thing? <laughs> under a sheet or drape that's strapped to, like, one of the, the uprights that... Uh, the supports for the church. Right. Um, it's hard to not notice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely there, but it's not moving. It's not moving. Um, and eventually the uh, sheet or tarp or whatever it is gets pulled off and you see a man mm-hmm. that is saran wrapped to a giant post, a naked saran man, saran naked, man, <laughs> saran man. Um, and 
he doesn't last very long. He does not. They they wrap his whole face in saran wrap, mm-hmm. and initially you think, all right, they're just going to suffocate him. He's just going right. to they're just going to wrap him and wrap him and wrap him, and he's just going to suffocate and die. Mm-hmm. No, they pull out a gun, uh, hold it to the top of his head, and shoot down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the blood is collected in said saran wrap. Yeah, it's very clean. It is very clean. Shockingly, right. Um, so you find out then that this is another gay man yep. and that all of the killings that have been, the hate crimes that have been gone unsolved in the neighborhood are actually being committed by the church. Yeah. So no, I don't think anyone is surprised. Yeah. At this, <laughs> at this point, it, all of the pieces start to fall into place. And you're like, huh, all right, that makes sense. I mean, this guy really does hate gay guys. He really does hate gay guys. You go on a 15 minute <laughs> rant about it. It's, you're, you're, it's not by accident. No, it's not. Um, so they dump the dead body into a crawl space, and that's where you see Travis and Billy Ray. Billy Ray! They are both still alive. The mullet is still in one piece, and they are tied together. Mm. Um, their wrists are tied behind their backs, and then I think their hands are tied together. Uh, and they dump the body in, and then Cooper, the, the Cooper clan, uh, turn their attention to Jared in the cage and get ready to kill him right they string uh, him up to the post yeah um and he's the whole time he's going i'm not even gay <laughs> I, I ain't even gay but um, his sin was to have sex with that woman yeah well for all of them to have sex with that woman yeah. who sarah is obviously is she cooper's wife uh, or daughter daughter she's the daughter oh okay uh so it's three generations of coopers okay it's aben and then sarah and then her and daughter sarah and her husband and mordecai and then their kids. Okay. Um, okay. So just a whole bunch of generations of just angry Coopers <laughs> in this one clan. Um, but before they can kill Jared, uh, Deputy Pete drives up. Right. So Deputy Pete has been sent to go try and find the children who sideswiped the sheriff's car. Yes. Uh, and I think it should be noted that... It's, a, we, it, it's like a mom mobile. It's right. Like a blue Volvo. And we find out that... <laughs> While the car has been sideswiped, it was because the sheriff was parked on the side of the road. Yeah, who parks on the side of the road like that? Someone getting a blowjob yep. by a man. Yep. <laughs> he was getting himself a mustache ride. Yes, he was. <laughs> um, so Travis and Billy Ray, they cut themselves free, I think using one of the like leg bones or something it's jutting like out. Cracked of, tibia yeah, of the, the cracked <laughs> tibia of our, our recently deceased uh, latest hate crime victim. Um, they cut themselves free and they're overheard by Caleb uh, while all of this is going on outside. Uh, Aben is talking to Deputy Pete um, and they hear a bunch of noise and Caleb opens up the, the trap door mm-hmm. and sees him trying to escape. Um, Billy Ray gets free, leaves Travis behind. Yeah, Travis, he dips out on his friend. Billy Ray runs around uh, and eventually finds himself in a room that's a goddamn armory. It is. So this is when I feel like the movie really shows um, its similarities to the Branch Davidians, right? Yeah. Who, so they're clearly an armed militia yep. of, of fundamentalists yeah. with, with a goal in mind. Yeah. And this whole room is covered in guns. Well, I don't think the, the, the Branch Davidians... Their goal wasn't necessarily murder all gay people. No, the Branch Davidians Slightly were... Slightly different goal. It was. They were fundamentalists who believed that the world was coming to an end. Yeah. And that they had to fight the beast. Yes. Because um, 
guns will really help you fight the beast. And uh, <laughs> they had a lot of uh, grenades. I, yeah. If I recall, that's how one of the reasons that they got not caught, but found out in the first place was they were trying to uh, mail. Uh, Just gr- like explosives, yeah. like bomb, like and uh, hand grenades yeah. <laughs> and the post. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Caleb is chasing Billy Ray. Uh, Aben's outside talking to Deputy Pete and Billy Ray grabs a gun uh, and aims it at the door. Caleb walks in. They shoot each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deputy Pete hears it after he's kind of walked away. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm his whole thing. Like, what do you think of Italy? I'm taking my wife there. That's right. Uh, he's I, not concerned. He's not that concerned. He thinks everything's okay. And there's not really a whole lot he can do. Um, I actually, the first time I saw this, I remember just sitting there waiting for Aben to go into another 15 minute monologue about how the Italians yes. are all a bunch of heathens. He um, just said in his own way, they're very Italian. They're very Italian. <laughs> um, so Deputy Pete hears it and he's like, God damn it. Uh, he calls whining in for backup. Mordecai comes out, says, I got this dad and uh, blows Deputy Pete away. Yep. Badger meets an untimely end. Poor, poor Pete. Poor, poor Pete. He didn't really do nothing. Yeah. He's just doing his job. He was just out looking for for a, a busted up Volvo station wagon. Right. He found it. Yep. Asked a couple questions. I feel like this proves that these guys are not going down without a fight. No. Nah. Uh, so Wynan, uh Sheriff Winan eventually gets called uh, by Cooper and Aben tells him, I know about you being gay. Mm-hmm. And uh, this know is about your beaches. And I, the- <laughs> I, I know about your 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 parking lot beaches. Yep. And you're not going to do anything or I'm just going to tell your wife. Which he's very ashamed of because there's a scene after he gets his beach. After he sends Deputy Pete to go look for the car. He starts to cry. He's looking at a picture of his wife and he's crying. And he he pulls out his desk whiskey or his desk scotch. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Pours himself a glass. And And contemplates shooting himself in the face. Yes. He does hold a big gun (laughs) up to his head. But he does not kill himself. He does not kill himself. So this is not the last we see of Wynan. Uh, Instead, Wynan calls Agent Joseph Keenan of the ATF. Uh, John motherfucking John Goodman. motherfucking Goodman. I will say I did not read or watch a trailer about this movie I really did not know a lot about this movie going into it I had no idea that John Goodman was in it and yeah. what a treat so have you not seen this before no okay what a wonderful surprise it's one of the so this is one of those movies that I've I've seen it a whole bunch okay but I tend to not watch it more than once a year okay and so you've watched it once a year since 2011 would you say pretty much pretty much um uh, <laughs> and it I watch it probably once a year, but I always forget about the cast in this movie. It's a phenomenal. Because of all of the different movies I watch. But, like, you go back and look. It's got, like, again, Michael Parks is in it. Steven Roots is in it. Mm-hmm. John Goodman is mm-hmm. in it. Kevin Pollack. Matt Jones, who's fucking Badger. I-, I kept getting surprised by the people that were in this yeah, movie. Like, it, it's such a great cast in this movie. Um, so, John Goodman makes a couple of phone calls. He starts talking. And so, he works for the ATF, He works right? for the ATF. He okay. calls his boss. And they start talking about it, um, and apparently we learn that they've they've kind of had their eyes on these guys for a while. Okay. Um, and it's it's even during this part where he somebody mentions uh, the Westboro Baptists. Okay. Or uh, and he's like, it's oh, like the Westboro right. Baptists, but they're they're not in, like these guys are crazy about guns. Okay. Uh, so that's that's what's got the ATF involved in this is that. They've had their eye on these guys for a while because of just like the number of guns. That the firearms. They, yeah, the firearms. Um, it's not so much the protests because they, they don't care about the protests. It's no. just like, these guys have a bunch of guns. 
Unfortunately, uh, they're allowed to do that. Yeah. The protesting part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not the illegally yeah, not the altering illegal guns. <laughs> altered guns and full military spec weaponry. <laughs> um, so he eventually gets sent out there. And he shows up. And this all happens real quickly. It does. Um, it, it's the like meat a, of the movie goes by very quickly. Yeah. So I, I think that... A lot of people get capped. So he... The office that he works out of is in the same town or city as where the five points church is because it looks like he gets the call in the middle of the night uh, by whining and he mm-hmm. shows up in the morning yes um so he's there in the morning uh, along with a whole bunch of other atf people and he's got his megaphone out and he's trying to kind of get them to come out and you know give up um and he he's like come out or like put down your weapons and come out and something and he says repeat and says the same thing again, at which point uh, his his ATF buddy, uh, S- Special Agent Brooks, goes, repeat is the part that I think works. Yes, that's right. Um, as he turns around, his eyeball gets blown the fuck out Bam. of him. Bam. Yep. yep. Just boom. Um, I paused it a couple of times in homage of Palmer since he's not here to try to see and take a look, a closer look at the special effects for it. Okay. Uh, Did we come up with anything? No. And it looks kind of like shit, honestly. Oh, Um, no. When you pay too much attention to it. It looks like someone just like covered up their eye with latex and put like a blood pack on it and just blew it out. Uh, It's not the best looking thing I've ever seen. But if you're not paying attention to it, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah. And it happens so quick that like I had to like pause it and kind of move the slider around a whole bunch to try to get the right spot. Okay. Um, And it was it was definitely tricky. Um, but at this point, uh, the movie takes a hard turn away from our typical horror setup, uh, and goes straight into just like a Rambo style action movie. That's right. So it's completely like siege, right? On this church. The the next 20 minutes are just (laughs) straight on fucking shootout. Um, so during this part, uh, Keenan calls into his, uh, his boss and he gets new orders that the five points church, they're they're officially labeled as terrorists and everybody inside that church is supposed to die. Right. So because they're labeled as terrorists, they're not granted what, you know, judicial. Yeah. They, they pretty much get nothing. Yeah. They get nothing They're because they're labeled as a terrorist group. They can just kill them yeah. with, and there'll be no questions asked once he's finished. Yeah. Um, and this is actually no due process. This is an important piece to, to remember uh, because Keenan doesn't like this order. No. And he passes it on to all of his subordinates, most of which also don't like this order. No. Um, but you, you do what you do in the name of duty. Uh, you do, apparently. So during the shootout that now has broken out, Cheyenne escapes. Uh, and she's trying to find a way out. And she gets captured by an ATF agent who he's going to kill her. Yeah. She, she knows it. He knows it. Um her biggest concern is the children. The children. There's children inside. Uh, you know, don't don't don't, don't shoot do, the children. Just, just help help me get them out, and you can arrest everybody, and everything will be fine, and it'll be nice and quiet. Um, which is also not true. Which is also not true. Um, and Cheyenne's mom, Sarah, walks out and uh, shoots the agent in yep. the back of the fucking head. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and drags her back inside the house. Uh, she is less than thrilled with Cheyenne abandoning her family. Right. She's not cool with her actions. Mm-mm. 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 Uh, but Cheyenne then, uh, despite being the, the whole, or instead of being the holy good girl that her mom wants, uh, she gets Jared free, uh, begging him now to mm-hmm. help her hide the kids. 
Uh, hide your kids, hide your wife. To which he replies, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> um, and I don't blame him. No, I don't blame him either. I, I A, would not trust her. And no. B, I don't really care about helping you. No, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I want to get out of here myself. Yeah, I'm not going um, to attach and, myself and to you. And you guys, I just watched you murder somebody and you guys are trying to kill me and my friends. Yep. Uh, but he does eventually help her. He does. He, they um, get into a fight well, and she kills they, her mom. They, they start to argue and they get into a fight. And Sarah walks into the bedroom and sees Cheyenne and Jared, like, tangled Rasslin. up on the bed. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling, yeah. Um, not a good look in it, a in a church like this. No. Um, so she starts hitting Jared, and she starts fighting with Cheyenne. And, Cheyenne or, and Sarah grabs a knife, and Cheyenne ends up getting Sarah to stab herself. And That's right. And Sarah collapses down to the ground. She's dead. At which point, Jared's had a change of heart. Oh, this girl's mom died. Aww. I'm going to help her and the kids now. I guess she did kill her ma. Yeah, and she really was just trying to get the kids out. She's worried about me and the kids now. Yeah. Um, also, I bet she was happy to see Sarah die since she was the one who got him in that position in the first place. Yeah. Fuck Sarah. I feel like there's a tinge of regret, though. I feel like maybe he wanted to be the one that killed her. Oh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't, blame him for that. But either way, she's dead. Either way, Sarah's gone. Ain't nobody care about you, Sarah. She wanted to die anyways, though. After her husband died, she was pretty sad. Or yeah. Her, she was like, oh, I don't want to live in this world anymore. Yeah. Um, so they get out and they run into special agent Harry, mm-hmm. uh, who's apparently had a change of heart. Who's apparently had a change of heart. So the last we see him, <laughs> he's in a stable with John Goodman and they're like, this is bullshit. You don't have to follow these orders. You're the one out here, not right, them, blah, blah, right. blah. And he's had a change of heart because, uh, John Goodman is looking at these guys like, well, I'm supposed to kill them cause they're terrorists. But I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And then Special Agent Harry just walks up, pulls out his gun, and ices them both. Both of them. Yep. So all three of the original boys are dead. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I actually forgot to mention that uh, when Travis got out, oh, yeah. uh, he ran outside and Sheriff Winan shot, shot him. him. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he ran out with a gun that he had picked up uh, along the way. I think Sheriff Winan yeah, is very uh, trigger happy because I think he wants to keep his secret. He wants to keep his secret. He wants to keep his secret with... With the uh, with but the cult. So. At, the, at the same time, you see somebody like sprinting towards yes. you with an assault rifle in their hand. Who's not been trained for this type of situation? Yeah, he's a he's a local sheriff. He's, he's a local sheriff. He's not part of the FBI or and he's also the possibly ATF. still drunk. He's also possibly cross-eyed. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a Milton thing, right? I think maybe <laughs> Stephen Root's always kind of. Been I think that whenever way. I see him, I just picture him with crossed eyes. <laughs> I don't think that he actually has crossed eyes, though. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. So yeah, at this, at this point, all three of our main boys are dead. Yep. Uh, none of them got laid. Nope. Uh, and it seems like a good number of the, the Cooper clan is dead as well at this point. Um, but there's still plenty of shootout to be had, uh, until loud horns, very loud horns, like a doomsday, like a doomsday horn starts going off. Uh, at which point, Aben Cooper says, "Time to drop your weapons." Mm. The rapture's here. The rapture's here, and he's dancing his way out of there. And oh, he's, he's all cocky happy. as shit. He's all happy, and uh, he walks outside, and they don't have any guns in their hands, and everybody's kind of stopped shooting at each other, and they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" He's like, "It's the rapture! It's the rapture!" And he walks up and gets closer and closer and closer to John Goodman. At one point, their like noses are touching, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Shoot me! Shoot me!" Mm-hmm. And then uh, cuts to black. Yep. That's a weird place to cut. So why does it cut to black? Uh, next thing we see, John Goodman is sitting at a table, kind of explaining what happened to his higher ups. Right. Uh, it's a government briefing a few days later. 
Uh, and the first question is, what happens? So he headbutted Avon Cooper and took the rest of the congregation into custody. Uh, and when asked about uh, what was going on and why it happened, it was they thought the rapture was happening because uh, a group of local college students uh, who had bought a co-op farm area right behind the Five Points Church property mm-hmm. um, were tired of getting yelled at and harassed by the Five Points people. So they bought uh, a siren from... Like an old defunct siren from a firehouse. Oh, on a, that's right, a fire truck. And they hooked an iPod up to it to play trumpet noises. <laughs> yep. To fuck with these like guys. Like hark the angel trumpet yeah. noises. Just loud, deep, <clears throat> booming trumpet noises. Um, and so I think this is kind of not a not a callback, but sort of an homage to Waco, mm-hmm. because what happened in Waco was for quote-unquote college kids who lived yep. next door to the Branch Davidians who were actually FBI agents yeah, who sort of were the ones to, um, uh, you know, call the first, uh, how do you say, the raid, to the ones yeah. who like, we're going to, let's raid today. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe that had a little something to do with it. Probably. Um, and so they're, his higher-ups say you know they're they're terrorists we're just going to keep them in prison as long as we want they right. don't have to see the light of day so he's not they're not upset that they didn't kill them no they're like okay he whatever keenan thought they would be uh but mm-hmm. they're like no they're terrorists it doesn't matter so they can lock them up without any due process yeah um he and actually, he gets promoted he gets promoted he's he's uh he gets two weeks suspended leave with pay and yeah. then he has to report to washington dc yes so he's leaving his podunk town and he's moving to GC. Hey, moving on up. The moving wife's going to be happy. Yep. Uh, and then the last scene, we see Aben Cooper pacing around his small jail cell, singing and sermonizing to himself mm. until uh, another prisoner, who I think happens to be Kevin Smith, yes, yells at him to shut up. That's right. So there is some sort of uh, comment made that for someone who's so blatantly... Um, uh, homophobic, he's going to be dealing with a lot of ass right yeah a lot jail. a lot a lot of uh large male appendages <laughs> which i don't really particularly enjoy the connection between rape and jail but you know yeah it is something that people but say I mean, 2011 rape jokes were still in yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right <laughs> uh so that's that's this movie uh that, 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 that's this movie in the rundown um so uh, there was an alternate ending correct there, there so was, when a, it there cuts was an black? alternate ending um so everything initially up until it cuts to black was the same. Okay. And the whole reason that the alternate, the original ending was never filmed was budget constrictions. Okay. Uh, budget constraints. What was? So the movie had a $4 million budget. Okay. To make the ending, Kevin Smith came out and said the ending alone that he originally had in mind uh-huh. would have cost $15 million. Oh my. He said, he said that, the budget he needed to make the end of the movie was more than every other movie he had made. I was together. going to say that it can't, that it's not a, in Kevin Smith style. Um, so what was this original ending? Uh, Tell us, Sam. It, it was, uh, <laughs> it was the fucking rapture. Okay. Uh, so there, there's a, a video floating around online where Kevin Smith kind of walks through it and there's an animated kind of storyboarding going on behind him uh, while he's talking about it. Uh, so everything is the same up until the cut. And then, when uh, the cut is supposed to happen, instead of it cutting right there, Aben's head explodes right in front of John Goodman. Okay. Like inches from his face. Okay. His head just blows up. Okay. And then his chest <laughs> blows up. 
And then just like one by one, you see all of the other five point uh, Cooper clan people, Uh their heads blow up and then their chests blow up. Is that what's supposed to happen to your body during the rapture? Uh, I guess in this in this version. Okay. Because <laughs> um, we've seen the rapture in other movies where like, um, you know, like a bright light and your soul just right, goes up right, and your body right. just falls down. And um, your clothes stay. And your clothes stay, yeah. <laughs> um, so like all sorts of different things. But at, at first you, you'd say, all right, well, the all these crazy people, their, their heads are exploding because God is smiting them. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, so the reason it's important to remember that none of the ATF agents originally wanted to kill all these guys, mm-hmm. um, but then did is punishment for the badness that they're doing by killing them. Uh, one by one, the remaining ATF agents, their heads start blowing up okay. and their chests start blowing up. Um, and John Goodman's just there like looking around and freaking out and shaking his head. And he grabs his head, uh, like hands on both sides of his head and he drops to his knees and he blacks out. And that's when the screen cuts to black. Okay. And, like, the whole time, like, you see him and he's shaking and, like, all the sound is getting kind of fuzzy. Um, but you just hear, like, these things exploding in the background. Heads. Um, heads, <laughs> heads and chests just blowing up all over the place. <laughs> and then as he opens his eyes back up, it's like a first-person perspective and you see the camera just kind of, like, open up. Um, and you're looking through John Goodman's eyes and he looks around and he looks around and then off to his side, he sees a giant 10-foot fucking angel. Mm. with a giant like five or six foot fucking sword stabbed through the very last uh, person that's still alive around him. Okay. So it's not that their heads are just randomly blowing up. This one angel of death is just like Popping making him. everybody just fucking <laughs> explode. Uh, and then the angel apparently would look at John Goodman uh-huh. and shush him. Okay. He's like, shh. And then he just flies off. So are the is it just one... So it's just one angel. Okay. And as he flies off, John Goodman looks up to the sky and he sees the four horsemen of the apocalypse say, are these, coming in. Are there, are there others? Because there's strong, burly angels on, on horses, you obviously think. Yeah. So the original ending actually was <laughs> the rapture. Okay. Um, but we did there not, is one with a sword, right? There is one with a sword. There's one with an arrow, bone we, arrow. We did not get to see it uh, because there just wasn't enough money being given yeah. to Kevin Smith. That would be intense. Uh, I did enjoy seeing the cartoon version of it, though. Yeah. It was kind of fun. I mean, the four horsemen are very striking to look at. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's interesting that that's the original ending, and what we get instead is a kind of indictment, I guess, mm-hmm. of the like U.S. government and its views on terrorists and right. like due process. It's true. So it's very different. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it, it it works from the standpoint of like the movie at this point is set up to kind of go in either direction because obviously they get the order like, yeah, these crazy people. Oh, they're all just terrorists now. So kill everyone inside. Yes. Women, kids, children, even the uh, hostages. Right. So just instead go of ahead and kill everyone. So instead of the judgment from the four horsemen, instead, they're getting the judgment from the U.S. government. Yeah. <laughs> Both of which I think that Kevin Smith has a distrust of. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. It would appear so from this movie. Well, those are two things that I think Kevin Smith in several of his movies have been, you know, outwardly opposed to is the dogma of religion and then also just the government in general. Yeah. He also did say that uh, he pissed off enough Christians with dogma. Oh, yeah. That he didn't necessarily need to do it again with this movie. No, no. Dogma was definitely his <clears throat> piece de resistance yeah. against the- against uh against religion yeah um but instead of taking aim at all 
Christians or Catholics or what have you. Uh, mm-hmm. He specifically took aim at one group, well, potentially two groups of uh, fanatical religious mm-hmm. uh, cults. Uh, one that you mentioned being the Branch Davidians and the other one that's mentioned in the movies and we've talked about briefly, uh, the Westboro Baptists. Right. Um, so I didn't realize until recently that the Branch Davidians were an offset of the seventh day adventist oh i didn't know that i did not know that either huh. i mean obviously they have literally probably nothing in common yeah but at one point they were it's like westboro baptist church uh they're not actually they're baptists. Not baptists they're not baptists at all <laughs> um so a little bit of information on them this was a fun rabbit hole to go down uh their church uh if you want to call it that started as a, a branch of the east side baptist church in 1931 in topeka uh kansas mm. uh when and then in 1954, Fred Phelps uh, was hired as an associate pastor and then promoted to pastor of their new church plant, the Westboro Baptist Church, which opened two years later or one year later. Um, and once that was established, he broke ties with the Eastside Baptist Church and they began picketing in Gage Park in 1991. So along, like, there's a big gap before they went from like Baptist Church to like, Maybe a little crazy Baptist people. Right. Just like full blown fucking lunatics. Um, But they began picketing saying it was a den of anonymous homosexual activity. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, there, there's the obvious tie to this movie where a lot of Avon Cooper's rhetoric is specifically towards, uh, towards the gay community. Um, And then their protest spreads throughout the city. And within a couple of years, they were traveling around the country like a homophobic road show. And uh, Fred Phelps went so far as to say that the negative reaction to the picketing that they were doing is proof of their righteousness. Um, There's a lot of speculation, too, that the protest to their protesting when it gets, um, you know, violent, when people punch them in the face mm-hmm. is actually what they're looking for oh, yeah. because they want to be. Well, get some press. And then they can also then sue those people and get lots of money. Yeah. So they, they get money from getting punched in the face. Absolutely. <laughs> because really. You don't want to do anything else but punch him in the face. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there there's the obvious correlations between like the mm-hmm. the the homophobic hatred spewed in the movie to the Westboro Baptist Church. Um. One of the things that is different that they do mention in the movie uh, is Westboro Baptist Church don't care about guns. Um, no. Guns are not their thing. In fact, I actually went on the Westboro Baptist Church website. Uh, today, right before you got over here, Alex. Oh, gosh. Um, I've never done this before. No. Um, and they have an entire Q&A section on their website. Okay. You can uh, write them a little comment, question. You know, what What are your positions on this? Mm-hmm. What are your positions on that? And uh, they'll give you an answer. Do they have a position on guns? They do. Um, and this, this answer is really just a passage out of the Bible. Um, but the question on the Westboro Baptist Church site was... Uh, from someone named Ashley who said, I just have one question. What is your opinion on gun control? Do you believe Americans should be allowed to have guns and use them? Thank you for your question, Ashley. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. <clears throat> so the Westboro Baptist Church replies, good morning. Americans have no gun control. They have guns and they use them. It is the Lord. <laughs> what? And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things and doest the same that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up to unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath 
and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and blah, 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 blah. There's a whole bunch of shit. Uh, In layman's terms, what does that mean? I don't know. Um, Apparently, this section is from Romans 2, 3 through 11. Um, There is something in here that says, Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. There is no respect of persons with God. They go on to say, God is sovereign of all. His will is being done and will always be done. So your question may be better. Why has God loaded America with guns and turned the hearts of this people to use them for so much murder of their neighbors? According to Revelation 17, 17, they go on to say, for God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will until the words of God shall be fulfilled. Thank you for asking, Ashley. Please also read Amos 4, substitute America or this generation for every time you see Israel. Your friends at the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> Can you do that? Just make substitutions. <laughs> when they say it like that, it makes me think of uh, that game. Like whenever you get a fortune cookie from a Chinese restaurant, and you read it and you say "in bed" at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like you, you just change a word, you tack on one. It word. has a completely different meaning then. Yeah. So it seems that the Westboro Baptist Church they don't necessarily themselves uh, care much for guns or care about guns. No. Uh, they believe that guns are here and because we just turn towards them. each other. <laughs> Uh, because we deserve it. Because we deserve that. And uh, it's God's will. Yeah. God's will will always be done. Okay. Well, good for them. This yeah. makes me thoroughly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just so bizarre. Like, I was reading through this. I was like, I don't know what any of this means. No. Um, and I honestly, I don't, I don't know how this passage from Romans means any of this. Um, but again, I'm also not part of the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like you can pretty much skew scripture to fit any meaning that you'd like it to, should you try hard enough. Yeah. It's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, uh, I also came across an article where uh, Kevin Smith invited them to the initial screening of this. Okay. And they declined? Um, So, uh, initially, uh, they were happily protesting outside the theater. Okay. Um, But they did plan to have a viewing of the film okay megan phelps who i believe is the daughter, the daughter of fred phelps, of fred yes. phelps. he's fred phelps is getting very old so i think in his in his stead she takes over a lot of the pr yeah um so the original plan was for her to come up on stage with another of the phelps clan her cousin i think his name is jael jael i don't know j-a-e-l i don't know how to pronounce Jael. um uh they're the granddaughters of fred phelps oh okay or the granddaughters uh, to offer their reviews, but it apparently didn't work out. Uh, according to Kevin Smith, uh, he went to say, Twitter will introduce you to all sorts of interesting people like Megan Phillips. Over the last year, uh, Megan and I have been carrying on a rather one-sided tour, little twaffer. Uh <laughs> There were moonlighting-like levels of sexual tension and lots of speculation about will they, won't they. But after all this time of doing it digitally, me and the Marilyn of the Phelps family, Lego my Mego herself, are going <laughs> to finally meet. On a stage for one night only, see the fun-filled freak show of a real-life Phelps family protest as you enter. See Red State with actual members of those religious rock stars, the family Phelps. Hear Megan Phelps' review of the movie afterwards and lay eyes on not just one, but two hottie haters. As Cousin Jael joins in, the Phelps family Bible bunnies will be in full effect trying to convert, and I'll be in full effect trying to pervert. Let the fire and brimstone-erific laugh riot begin. Uh, so this didn't exactly work out to plan. Um, 
not surprisingly, the Phelps family was not particularly familiar with uh, Kevin Smith's previous work. <laughs> okay. Um, so most of them, they sat through about 15 minutes of the movie. Um, I'm assuming they were cheering during the picketing part and less so once it was inside the church. Um, or actually probably less so, I guess, 15 minutes and that's when the kids are in the trailer with Sarah. Right. Um, I wonder how they felt. I wonder if they made it to um, Pastor Cooper's monologue. I don't, think they, I don't think they made it that far. Too bad. I wonder how um, they would have felt about that. So they left after 15 minutes, but not without leaving two gifts behind for Kevin Smith. Uh, A one, dookie. No, Damn it. Uh, even better. Uh, autographed signs that read "God hates fag enablers" and uh, "Red state fags." Cool. And then they, but they politely left. Okay. They didn't make a big scene when they left. Um, although they did go to Twitter. Uh, Megan said one word review of the first few minutes: filth. And Fred Phelps' daughter Rebecca tweeted: "Red state is a vulgar piece of tacky melodrama." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Apparently, Kevin Smith said, holy shit, I've just been given a parting gift from Megan Phelps. She just left with her entire family. Red State discussed the Phelps uh, while he's holding up the autographed signs. Although there were apparently two Phelps family members that stuck around. Uh, two kids, Libby and Josh, who had previously disavowed the church's ways. Okay. Uh, did stick around for the movie. And they actually took the place of Megan and Jael and got up and gave their reviews afterwards. Okay. Uh, That's good. Not that I really give a shit what anybody from the Westboro Baptist Church thinks about anything, but I mean, as a sideshow, it's I guess it's interesting. Yeah, it's good publicity for the movie. Absolutely, I like Kevin Smith, and I want his movies to do well. So I guess giving them a platform to talk about their thoughts is fine. But like normally, I do not give a shit. I think it like in this case, considering how closely the movie like. I don't know if parodies is the right word, but mimics right. mimics the Phelps family. But Turning you know, it into an interactive experience where the actual Phelps family is outside protesting as you walk in. Right, but giving them a platform to share their opinions about like the really yeah. distasteful things they believe yeah. in, I don't know that that's appropriate. Yeah. Like, we all know what they're going to say. They say the same thing every single time anyone lets them speak. Yeah. But whatever. It's what they do. It's what they do. Um. That's just about all the stuff I've got to cover for this, except for one thing that I'm going to bring back, because we talked about this when we did Ghostbusters. Okay. Um, is this a horror movie? I would not consider this to be a horror movie. Okay. I think maybe the first 15 or 20 minutes had horror-esque elements to it. I'd say the first, until the guns come out. Yes. I think. Yeah. And even, even not, not even when the guns come out, up until, um, shit, I already forgot his name. Uh, Billy Ray? Yeah, up until Billy Ray and his mullet meet the untimely death okay. in the armory. Yes. So, like, when the when you see the first guy get shot mm-hmm. after being, like, saran wrapped, yep. when you see saran man die, that's, like, that's, that's, that's still, like, that's horror creepy. movie territory. Yep, absolutely. And it's got all the typical tropes at the beginning. It's got drinking, teens going into questionable wooded areas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trying to get laid, drugs, a crazy fanatic cult. And then the movie just veers hard right into just, like, a... a it's just a... 30 minute shootout after that point. Yeah. And like all of that stuff goes out the window and it, I don't know. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't consider this to be a horror movie. An action movie. I don't know what the fuck you'd call it. I mean, I guess if you can be a horror comedy, you can be a horror action film. <laughs> Cause the first, I mean, the first half of this movie is legitimately, yes. like, it follows pretty much like step for step every typical it almost, horror movie. Yeah, but the second half of it or, or the you know the last two thirds of it, it almost reminded me of like an episode of like Criminal Minds, you <laughs> know? Because they have one that's kind of like about Do they? 
yeah, it's not about Waco, but it's about something very Waco esque. You okay. know what I mean? Like it's it's got freaking what's his name as the cult leader, oh, the the guy who just died, Luke Perry. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and he's you know living on a on a some sort of farmland hmm. in a cult with his worshippers who you know have guns. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 just so weird because like, like a it's like an episode it's like a crime story. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but definitely I, that that first portion is definitely like it. It's really just you're heading down that horror movie path, and then it yeah, just, it leaves that path behind pretty fucking quick. It does, um, and I, then the movie ends as a comedy. Yeah, that's my one problem with this movie. Not my one problem, but I feel like it was a little too try hard. Yeah, to make points that I think people already. So what's what's more horror movie, this or Tusk? I think Tusk is. Okay. For sure. Even though Tusk is fucking hilarious. Yeah, Tusk is hilarious, but it's got that whole body horror thing going on. Yeah, okay. How would you feel about being turned into a walrus? <laughs> that guttural scream when <gasps> Justin Long finds out that he is a walrus, that still to this day like haunts me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a scary movie. And that movie ends funny, too. That movie's hilarious. <laughs> Tusk is such a good movie. This I'm not as sold on. You're not as sold on this This one. is All not. Right. And I let you know. And it's not that it's, you know, talking about religion because I love dogma. Um, I don't mind shooting. I just I just I thought it tried a little too hard to be mm-hmm. subversive when I feel like these are already points that pretty much 99.9% of the population like already agree with yeah like you're not really offending anyone no one's like hey i think the only people that really <laughs> would be on the in this case the cooper clans side uh-huh. uh would probably be the westboro baptist church and i think the only people <laughs> that are going to be on their side are uh probably the westboro baptist church probably uh, like there's no like i, I was like maybe is this a commentary for like gun regulation but it's not no it's not there, there's no there's I don't no think there's weapon any... commentary at all no the whole commentary is tied to uh crazy fanatic offshoot uh hates and kills gay people and the u.s government the US has government. extrajudicial killings for yeah. anyone they define as a terrorist right which could be you should you you know yeah in a post 9-11 society should anyone piss off the government enough uh you know they can kill you without yeah. due process which i mean happens it happens in other countries as well yeah I don't know. Falls a little flat, though. Falls, it just falls a little flat. I think that's what it is. I didn't find it to be particularly funny, <laughs> even though the cast was great. Yeah. I didn't find, like, the ending to be very, like, it didn't make me go, like, wow, that's deep. No. <laughs> I feel like it was trying to, and I just didn't really. He told that John Goodman told that story about the two dogs yep. who were essentially friends. And Fighting then, over the turkey bone And then once he threw the turkey leg, they killed each other. Yeah. I guess that's supposed to be a point about the it's, the viciousness of humans. You know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of all of the old Kevin Smith movies where it's Jay and Silent Bob and he's silent <laughs> the whole time and he makes that one yes. fucking profound statement <laughs> at the end of every movie. Yeah. This was John Goodman's profound statement <laughs> as Kevin Smith. As Kevin Smith. And there were a lot of like really long monologues, which I feel like is it worked in like clerks, but I don't know that it works in this. I mean, I'd listen to Michael <laughs> Park's fucking rant about anything. I would too, but I was just like, I didn't even really understand what he was talking about. I think that's part of the point, though. It is. It does. It's not really. Swift. If if my uh, if <laughs> yes. Ashley's answer yes. to her question wasn't any indication, that's uh, true. <laughs> that's true. I guess it's not really supposed. And to that's make recent. Sense. That was from April. Oh shit! That, that post on their website that was from April. Oh, thank you, Ashley, for asking the hard hitting questions. Oh, yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, uh, what are we what are we rating this out of this week? Uh, saran. What do we call saran, saran mans? mans? How many saran mans are you gonna give this? Um, I'm gonna give this two and a half saran mans. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give this uh 2.75 saran mans. Okay. Uh, which I've I felt surprised about. Considering how many times you've watched. Considering it. how many times I watch this, and I do enjoy this movie, but I, doing this podcast has ruined movies watching movies for, you, for me. I know. Like I, I can't watch anything now uh, without like the tinge of just like <laughs> finding things that are wrong about it. Yeah. And just like in comparison to Tusk, I think Tusk is a much <laughs> better made movie. Like it's 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 a better written story. Yes. Um. And I think the thing that really did this. That that turned me off for this movie this time was just like the whole second half of the movie, so loud just because of constant fucking gunfire. Yeah, uh, I'm just like, what happened to all the creepy fire and brimstone shit? Mm-hmm. What happened to the cults? What happened what I mean? to the cults? Now it's just a shoot off between the ATF and a bunch of crazy people with yeah. a lot of guns. If I wanted to learn about that, I would watch a documentary on Waco. Yeah. And actually, speaking of Waco, uh, last podcast on the left has an amazing, I think it's two-part yep. episode about Waco, which is very informative, should you be into into that yeah. type of thing. So that final score is a 2.625 okay. out of five. It feels right. It does. It's almost I feel a like three. Palmer would be somewhere around that, too. I don't give a fuck what Palmer would do. But he's on vacation. He's on vacation living the time of his life. Yeah. Well, I- we're here doing the actual, <laughs> we're, we're here doing real God's work. That's right. You can tell he works for the government because he's fucking always gone. (laughs) He's always on break. (laughs) We don't have any rapture for you this week, but we do have housekeeping. It's the usual stuff. Uh, We are going to be at Scares of Carrie Williamsburg in a couple of weeks. Uh, August 2nd to August 4th. Yep. Um, So find us there. We've got shirts and stickers and pins and goodies. And we just want to hang out with you. We want to hang out and talk about Tusk. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Bonus points if you show up as a walrus. Oh my god, I would just die. <laughs> um, I think that's going to be my new goal for next year. Because obviously I don't have time to build a fucking walrus costume <laughs> in two weeks. Uh, no. uh, um, aside from that, um, we still have our GoFundMe going for this. Uh, you can, I believe it's GoFundMe.com. Slash Terry and Podnito. Yeah, GoFundMe.com slash Terry and Podnito. Uh, all, once again, all the money we're raising goes directly to Scares of Care. You're not paying us, you're paying them. Um, they really do so much good for families of, of sick children. Yeah. So um, if you care about sick children, maybe you should donate. Yeah. And if you don't, but you care about cool swag, you can still donate. And it goes to help sick children, but you might get some cool swag. Yep. We got a bunch of cool stuff in store. Uh, you know, even $1 helps. Um, so head on over there. Give a buck or two. Uh, be cool. You can find me on Twitter. I've been quiet lately. No pictures of my cats. No solar okay. cat or anything. Have you figured out how to use Instagram yet? No, I haven't tried, but I'm going to. I okay. will. Because I, I thought about posting uh, something on Twitter with the cat the other day. Uh, and then I was like, I really just put this on Instagram. This is, on in- this the, is for Instagram. The, this is for Instagram. Um, so I am on Twitter at Sam Heaves. Uh, Alex, you are all over the place with different names. Yes. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter as A Looters. And I feel like I just need to mention I'm on Instagram as Amvoy, A M V O Y. And uh, Palmer is at Sturmsworth. Sturmsworth, and he's the one that runs the at Terra Incognito account, which you can follow us there. Uh, I think it's at Terra Incognito on everything. Right? Yep. Um, you can reach us at cast at Terra Incognito if you want to shoot us an email. Um, Tell us how much you like our episode without Palmer. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Palmer's the one that reads the emails. Uh, so you should definitely write emails 
to Palmer at cast at terryandpodnito.com telling him how much better the episodes are without him yep. um, and that he should just do his job in the walrus suit and edit these episodes for us. <laughs> uh, we also like fan art. If you want to send us some fan art of Palmer in a walrus suit, we will happily take that too. Oh my gosh, I could totally see Palmer as a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that about wraps it up this week. Uh, so next week, Palmer will be back. We are back next week with another cult movie The Endless The Endless um, I believe it's on Netflix from, so if you want to watch it pre pre-episode give it a give it a look-see um, came out uh, I believe in 2000 late came out, came 2000, out last year yeah um, um, interesting movie uh, really pretty movie very pretty movie we're gonna get real deep into that one next week uh, but until then keep it creepy Thank you.